So what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Photo Winners Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, CEO and founder of Photo Win Creatives. If you're new to this podcast, uh, number one, like I told you, my name is Nate. I own a staffing, a creative staffing agency. So uh, what I do is brands, tech companies, et cetera, they come to me and to find creative talent, sort of up, to up their staffing. So I get them in with animators, graphic designers, UX, user experience people, et cetera. And that's what I do. So um, yeah, and for people who have already been watching, uh, watching the podcast, good news. Uh, we just started working with a dude named DJ Marshmallow. You, you ever seen those that dude that has the marshmallow? Yeah, DJ. Yeah, so we just uh did a visualizer for him. That's pretty dope. And um, working with some gaming companies too, so that's pretty exciting as well. So um, you know, happy about that. So yeah, jumping into this podcast today, you all know I've been kind of MIA for a little bit, and I got another video coming out on that. But I wanted this all to be about uh, Legion. And I brought on a guest, I'm gonna introduce him in a second, but I want this to be all about Legion. Why? It's because I was just a guest on a podcast with a production company, uh, maybe like a week ago. And I brought up like the topic of like lead generation for uh, freelancers and different things like that. And it was just like a, a foreign subject <laughs> when, I, when I brought it up. So I'm like, me personally, you know, I figured this was just something that service providers and stuff like that already kind of knew about and like knew how to go about doing, but I was wrong. So, so I was like, all right, why not just make a, a podcast uh, episode, YouTube video about this, and then, you know, find some, find some good people that are in the field and, you know, put the information out there. So here we are. Now, today I got my guy, Nick on, man. He is a lead lead gen goat he has a, a entire business around it uh so i figured this was a good person to bring on the show and this is what we're going to be talking about today so i'm gonna let him give give his own intros about what he does what he's done and then we're just going to get in get into the, the meat of the meat of the podcast the meat of the show so what's good nick go ahead and introduce yourself bro yeah, my name is Nick. I'm 22 years old, uh, just out of Dallas, Texas. I, I run a, a B2B lead generation agency. Just recently got acquired. Now I am the COO at the company that acquired us, Leadbird. We just do fully done for you anything you need pretty much in B2B lead gen. We do it. We do it at a really good pace. Uh, we've helped clients land meetings with Fortune 500 companies like Red Bull, Universal, and a whole bunch of others. Uh, we really nailed down how to do cold emailing that's still very personalized at scale and how to really, you know, take something that most people don't like to do and get a ton of results from it with outbound prospecting. So that's kind of what I do. And that's kind of why I'm here. Okay. So like, how did, let's just backtrack a little bit. How did you even get into this? Like, what was, your, was this your first business, like starting out or this yeah. business before this and then you moved into Legion? Yeah, yeah. So growing up as a kid, like I, I've always been kind of entrepreneurial, right? Like when I was in middle school, I used to sell like, you know, like those Nike Elite socks. I used to sell like custom Nike Elite socks. I used to dye them in my backyard and then bring them to school and sell it for whatever it was. Uh, and then like I, I've tried a whole bunch of different things. Um, one thing when I first got into college, my freshman year, I started a marketing agency, right? And being like a dumb little kid, you know, you, you, you go make a nice website, you go start and form your company, you get the LLC. And then I'm like, kind of sitting there and I'm like, okay, we're like, where are the clients? Like, are they, are they going to find me? Like, how, how does that work? Right. And so I just didn't know anything about that. And so then I, it just took me down a whole rabbit hole of kind of learning how to do it. 
And so, you know, I was cold calling like a whole bunch of like medical practices because I was like, oh, I want to do like social media marketing for doctors. Uh, and, you know, I was cold calling these practices, just never got anything happening. And then I was like, you know, what is this cold emailing? Right. And so then just kind of learning how to do it the right way uh, and seeing how it could help grow a business just kind of opened my eyes. And so um, I was doing that for a long time. Uh, I grew to like 17 clients in under like three months at like 18 years old. Uh, which is like mind blowing. I mean, just learning how to kind of operate all that. And then eventually I just, I, I, I really don't, I, I started not liking doing like the social media management stuff anymore, just a lot more harder to scale. It, the team was too big. I just didn't like it. Uh, and so then I really enjoyed the outbound sales part, the lead gen part. And I was like, there's gotta be a way to make a business out of this. And thankfully I had a couple friends that had like agencies. And so I was like, Hey, like, would you pay me to kind of help you just get these appointments? Cause I know how to do that really well. And they're like, hell yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to send out emails anymore. I don't want to have to manage all this stuff. Like, I just want to have appointments on my calendar and close the deals. And I was like, bet, let's do it. And so I started running all their lead gen stuff, started getting them appointments on their calendars. And then I, I was like, okay, let me see if I can do this for other people. And it just kind of started taking off like that. So how did you even find that email was the way to go? Because me personally, uh-huh. I have been doing what I'm doing now for a long time right and hadn't really hit a spark with getting new clients until i came across a youtube video that told me that this even existed and then uh-huh. as far as like just cold cold emailing people or just outbound practice in general so like i came across it just on some fluke in a youtube video so like mm-hmm. how did you even come across like okay sending out a cold email is yeah the best way to really go about picking up a client yeah have, have you ever seen like those facebook ads courses um that people sell for like a thousand dollars uh and yeah I, I got like bought into the oh so let me let me explain it right and so i see this like some guy in a lambo he's selling these courses on how to grow your agency i just i bought into it right i was like oh like this guy knows what he's doing he definitely didn't know what he was doing uh his course is really really bad um, and this is actually what kind of got me into like this whole entire entrepreneurial stuff and like really learning how to do this stuff because I saw what he was doing and I tried to replicate it and it didn't work. And I was just trying to figure out why it didn't work. And then I noticed that the entire strategy was completely messed up. His strategy was basically, let me go and send as many emails as I can just off of the domain. And so I did that. Does not work. You got to warm up the domain. He doesn't talk anything about that. You got to clean a list. You got to get a good list. Uh, and all this other stuff. And that I just really figured out what didn't work and how to make it work. And then the other thing, I was super motivated because I paid a thousand dollars for this course and it was absolutely garbage, right? And 18 years old, I didn't have a thousand dollars. Like I truthfully, I didn't, right? I put it on a credit card and I went into debt because of this. And so that really had me in a situation where like, I was like, like, first of all, how am I gonna pay this off? I gotta learn how to make this stuff work. And then it's also like, yo, like this motivated, motivated the hell out of me. Cause I'm like, yo, I got pretty much scammed in a way. Right. Because someone just gave me some useless information. And so it really just had me fired up. Cause I was but like, I, I got to figure this it out. Wasn't useless Cause it puts you on, it puts you on to what you're doing right now. I mean, exactly. Honestly, honestly, the way that you went about it is really the correct way. I mean, you sought out the information you actually paid for the information. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Whether it was good or not, it still gave you that one nugget. It's true. A thousand dollars, the ROI on that a thousand dollars is 
what you have right now. So it really yeah. wasn't it really wasn't a bad investment. Honestly, me, for example, you went into debt on a good investment. I went into debt like horribly. I, I talk about this all the time. Like me personally, I'm still in debt to this day. Cause mm -hmm. like what I did was I had an idea, then I went and sourced money source money didn't know what the fuck i was doing and the fucking business just was shot you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i went went and just tried to go full on out without any type of like really like information you know what i'm saying when yeah got investors and all type of shit so like but you you went about it the smarter way which was finding the information paying for the information and then you know building from there so like for anybody that's watching this if you learn anything just from that little piece right there, it's just like, <laughs> like find, find, even if you have to pay for the information, there's a lot of people with courses and shit out here. Even if you have to pay for the information, pay for it and get some type of knowledge before you start trying to like, you know, go full blown out into an idea. Of course, people, you know, they tell you to jump into an idea, but still find information because, you know, finding information is, is a part of jumping into an idea. So like, you know, say not to say, go about it next way. If you got to pay for a course, <laughs> pay for the shit and then move, you know, move from there. So, you know, I'm just uh, but, you know, happy that you said it now. Yeah. Like, what I would actually recommend to anyone that's actually watching is instead of actually paying for a course, find someone that's like actually really successful, runs a massive business in the space that you want to run it in and just pay them for a consultation. Right. And you'll literally get every question answered and you'll get a deep insight into their business and you'll also have a really good relationship and kind of you know have a mentor for yourself i wish i did that because like a thousand dollars for a course or you know breaking it up into four consulting sessions with a guy i think will pay off way more agree agree 100 that's game that's definitely game now okay so now let's move into uh cold emailing because this is what i want this entire thing to really be all about so for people yeah. who don't know what cold emailing is right cold emailing is you just pretty much reaching out to a person that you completely don't know and asking them if they want to do business with you via email so it's 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 like you knocking you going door to door in your neighborhood and just knocking on somebody's door and asking them if uh they want to do business with you right because a lot of people, they like to overcomplicate marketing strategies. When the most simple one and the, really the most effective one, honestly, is just simply asking the person if they need you or not. So, like, that's what this cold email and stuff is if you don't know, if you sell a service or whatever. Now, Nick, break break, break all of this down, man. Break it, break yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would well, love to. Would love to. Yeah, I mean, I want to drop as much nuggets uh, as I can because – if I was listening to this, you know, five, six years ago, it would have helped a lot. Uh, but basically, you know, cold emailing, you, you broke it down perfectly, right? It's basically just getting your offer in front of someone else that's, you know, interested in what you have to sell, right? So before you even start cold emailing, you, you got to have a couple things dialed in, right? You got to know what your offer is, right? And then exactly who you're selling to, right? So two pieces, offer and who you're targeting. And those are that's honestly more important than the strategy and all the automations and all the, the growth hacks and stuff. If you can have those two things dialed in, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to actually get responses and meetings set and get deals closed. So once you have those two things down, 
you know, from cold emailing, you know, you got to kind of look at why cold emails don't work and reverse engineer it. So the people that say cold emails don't work, they're sending really long messages with a lot of jargon. It's not concise and it doesn't have an effective call to action and it isn't conversational. So all those things you got to make sure you don't have in your cold emails. And so in your cold emails, you want it to be short. You want it to be sweet, straight to the point and conversational, right? And when you're sending a cold email, the cold emails point isn't to get them to buy whatever you're selling. It's for you to land a meeting where you actually pitch to them, right? And even see if they're qualified to work with you or, you know, they fit your ideal customer profile. And so that that's kind of all a background of cold email. Now let's talk about the tech with cold email. So when you're sending a cold email, you need a domain. You don't ever want to send a, a, a cold email from like a, a nickabraham at gmail.com. You want to send it from like something like nick at libra.io. And so you want to have a, a domain that you just kind of buy and, you know, you could use for cold emails and just throw away whenever needed, right? Because these domains, they get ruined pretty quickly uh, depending on how you use it. And so you know, you have your main domain, which is where your main do uh, website's hosted. And then you want to buy a secondary domain, which is what you use to do outbound prospecting. And so when you buy a new domain to use it for your, you know, outbound prospecting, your cold emailing, your outbound sales, whatever it is, you know, you got to warm it up. So you want to use a tool like inboxy.io. And what inboxy.io does is it actually throws your email into an engagement group. So, you know, whenever it kind of just basically mimics a conversation within your email to kind of make sure that uh, even if your response rate's low, your emails will actually deliver into the inbox. And so you want to have that on the account for about two weeks. It just helps with deliverability purposes, right? And then, you know, when you source your list of contacts, right? So you, you already have your ideal customer mapped out. You want to go find a database that provides those kind of contacts. So, you know, you want to look at databases like Seamless, Apollo, uh, I can't remember any off the top of my head. Oh, clean leads. Um, yeah, those are like some of the bigger ones. And then you basically want to scrape your con your ideal customer, uh, ideal customers like information. So, you let's, know, their first name. Let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So, okay. so you say you have to warm up, a, warm up an email, right? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. So like, so think about it like this, right? Google does not want you to send out a million cold emails, right? They have limitations on that, right? And, you know, the way that they detect spam is they have a whole bunch of factors. And one of the factors is response rate, right? And so let's say you have an email account and I have an email account. You sent a hundred cold emails and your response rate is 1%. So you got one response out of those hundred. And let's say I send 50 cold emails, but I'm on that warm up server that's mimicking fake conversations and it, that's sending 50 emails, right? So it, it, it technically both sent the same amount of emails, but my response rate is gonna be a lot higher because that engagement software is mimicking a conversation. And so in total, my response rate out of that hundred might be like 20 or 30%, right? And so now what that's telling Google is, hey, this account isn't being used for spam. It's being used to have real life conversations versus yours which is getting a very low response rate, which is typically what happens when you cold email. It's saying, hey, this guy's probably doing some kind of spam or he's sending a lot of cold emails, right? And so let's and make his- Sending out a bunch of emails, right? With low response and that lands in spam. 
Is there any way you can get out of spam? Yeah. So uh, with spam, there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of reasons why your email might be in spam, right? And so it's really just troubleshooting what that reason is. And there's a lot of tools out there like uh, Postmasters. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones off the top of my head. Really can't. <laughs> uh, but basically, if you just type in email deliver Bodhi tools, it'll kind of basically show you why your email's in spam. It could be because you don't have your DMARC set up correctly. It could be because um, the list of leads that you were emailing weren't clean. Um, it could be because your frequency was too high. There's a lot of different reasons, or maybe your but, email got. But once it lands in spam, you can revive your email and get it out of spam. Yeah, you got to figure out exactly. Say, a lot of people say, once you send out a bunch of emails, blah, 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 and it lands in spam, it's over with. You got to use another. Uh, it's not over with, but, you know, sometimes it just makes more sense to buy another domain uh, and get it going that way. But let's say it's your main domain, right? And it's the one that you use for everything. Yeah, you can still revive it. It just takes time. You go, you got to kind of troubleshoot what the reason is. Like, is your email on a blacklist? If it is, you have to contact that blacklist and get them to remove you, which could be um, something that could be done in, in a week. It could take sometimes three months, right? Um, and then you just got to kind of figure out what the reason is and just fix it. So um, it's just a tedious process. A lot of people are usually just like, I'd rather just pay the 12 bucks and get a new domain. Uh, and so, yeah, that's typically what happens. Okay. Okay. That's game. So, okay. Boom. So, so far we got, you buy a professional email address. Boom. Then you use a uh, provider whether it's, you said like Seamless, right? What'd you say? Yeah, yeah. Seamless, Apollo, Clean Leads, they're all good providers. Right, so you use those things to warm up the email address that you bought. So when you start sending your shit out, it's not landing in spam and you gotta start the entire process over again because you don't wanna keep having to buy more and more fucking emails or having to do all this extra shit to get yourself out of spam. So you use these, uh, okay, these, address, these like softwares, like how you said, to get to get your email warmed up so you can start sending Boom. exactly now we're moving on to okay who are you you know who are you contacting you know you know and now you, you were talking about having databases of leads and you know and stuff like that so let's dig in on that real quick bro yeah yeah so there's a lot of people that resell uh contact information it's called data as a service right databases are an example of it and so the databases i mentioned before seamless apollo uh, clean leads. These are all databases that have people's contact information. And so sales navigator is another example, right? You could search up um, the, the, like, you know, the vertical you're targeting, let's say you're targeting doctors, you could put doctors in Dallas, Texas that have a company size from one to 10. Um, yeah. You can do something like that. And it'll, it'll pretty much pull up all their information, first name, last name, email, maybe some personal phone numbers, uh, social media profiles, all that good stuff. Right. And then, you can export that list. And then with that list, you got to always make sure you clean the list. So you got to use another tool. And basically the reason why you want to clean the list is because sometimes these emails are old and um, they have these, some of these emails are old and they'll turn into spam traps, right? So basically, you know, no one reads this stuff, but in the terms and conditions, when you, you know, sign up for an email account, you're saying, hey, if this email doesn't get any kind of activity for four years, uh, it might be like two years or four years, I don't know, then Google technically has uh, permission to you know, use that as a spam trap because it's not getting any engagement. And so you know, typically resellers of data will have these emails that aren't valid. And so it, it's, if you email that, that invalid email, it's basically telling Google, hey, this guy's engaging with an old list 
probably, or someone who sold data. And so then your email is going to be put on a blacklist. So that's kind of how that works. And so you want to always clean the data um, and you want to use a tool like never bounce. It cleans the data, lets you know if it's, you know, still there, still legit, still good. And so when you send out your cold emails, it's going directly to the user. It's not going to, you know, run into any spam traps and it's going to be good to go. So now you have the data. I showed you how to warm up the, uh, so now you have the email accounts warmed up. I showed you how to get the data. So now you actually go out and you send cold emails. And so you go into platforms, email sending platforms like MailShake, MailArise. Um, there's so many out there. There's so many different email sending platforms. And then you want to make sure it's not like a newsletter platform like MailChimp or ActiveCampaign. It needs to be something that is meant for cold emailing, like MailShake. And uh, you basically want to plug in those contacts and then write your copy. So when you write the copy, the key is, is you need to be short, concise. It shouldn't be a whole paragraph. It should be literally like three to four lines. And then you have uh, a couple key pieces into the cold email. You have you know, your open, so you have your subject line, right? Subject line needs to be catchy. You want to look and aim for open rates above 60% at the very minimum. So you want to keep AB testing that to kind of figure out what works best. Um, then you have your, your value prop or your offer in your email, right? You have to make sure it aligns to what, with who you're targeting, right? Um, so like a good example is like, you know, you wouldn't email uh, a web developer, uh, saying, Hey, do you need a new website? Because he's a web developer. He doesn't need a new website. Right. So things like that, you got to make sure the value prop aligns with who you're emailing and then your call to action. You wanted to make it really conversational. So you want to make sure that it's not saying like, Hey, here's the link. Uh, you can buy the website right here and submit a payment. You don't say that you want to say, if you're interested, I'll be happy to discuss with you over a phone call or, you know, something like something conversation. Are you interested in what, what I'm offering? Something like that. And then you're aiming to get a response of someone who's interested and is wanting to get on a meeting with you so that you can pitch them, you can close them. And that's, that's basically how outbound sales works. All right. So let's, I want to backtrack a little bit. Now let's talk yeah, about go for the subject it. line. What are some good subject lines? For yeah. Uh, my, like usually the, the basic one we always start off with is quick question about, and then we'll put the company name. Um, and so that's like my favorite one, typically just because it works most of the time. Uh, let's say a campaign is doing really badly and we're trying to get better results like really quickly. Uh, we'll use the subject line like need a response, dot, dot, dot. That one does really good numbers. Uh, and so, because people usually see that are like, oh, like, fuck, you know, I messed up. <laughs> uh, and so they'll, they'll respond on that. Those are like our two favorite ones that we usually switch in and out of. Man, you know, you know, a subject line, bro, that's been getting me like 60% like open rates, bro. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Just somebody's first name, bro. Oh, really? Literally, that's it, dude. Oh, dude, like, I love that. <laughs> literally, just a person's first name. Because you're not going to keep scrolling past your name and not opening it. Like, that, that is that is actually really true. Like, literally, bro. And I found, I did this. I started doing it because I was getting, like, mail. And it was just having my name on it. Like, on just literally, that was the only copy mm -hmm. on it. And I will always pick that shit up. And I'm like... I wonder if this will work in a in a cold email. So all I did one day, I got a list of like a hundred contacts, and then literally I just put their name, and that shit started booming. And like that's one of the things that I just use. Like I'm not a copywriter, no shit like that. But mm -hmm. literally, all I did was just put a person's name, and like 
and that shit just started booming. That needed response, that shit is fire because that's something that I would, <laughs> I would personally open. Exactly. Like, maybe it's like a complaint or something. Like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely fire. Okay, so we got a, we got a couple uh, a couple of subject lines in there now. Let's dig into the uh, copy within the actual uh, email. Like, what what should be said in those? Because you only got three to four sentences. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is said. So, what I like to do, and uh, shout out to my friend Daniel. He's the one who like kind of came up with this copy, and everyone uses it. Uh, but basically, so we do two things. So, you know, if you can have a personalized email, you're much more likely to get a response, right? But writing personalized emails takes way too long way 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 too long um and so we've actually created a tool that actually will if you have like the, the prospects like linkedin profile it'll look at their linkedin and write a personalized line about them um it's called quicklines.ai it hasn't released yet aiming for an mvp probably before q3 launches um and basically it'll write a line for everyone right and so it could literally say hey nathaniel i noticed your work with marshmallow yada 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 right and then it comes in with the offer, right? And so what I like to do is our one sentence case study. That's what it's considered, right? And so it would say, my name is Nick and I've worked with uh, talent staffing agencies just like yours to help them get 10 to 15 extra clients every single month. And then my call to action is, is this something you're interested in, right? And so now let's break that down, right? My value prop is super strong because I'm telling you, hey, I've, I've helped people like you get an extra 10 to 15 clients every single month, right? And then my email is personalized. Like if you read it from face value, you would say no one else can get this email because it's saying something so specific about you working with Marshmallow, right? And then my call to action isn't pushing you for the sale. It's pushing you towards a phone call. Like, don't you think it'd be worth the call to talk about how you can get 10 to 15 more clients? Probably. And so now if you look at the email, it's short, it's concise, the value prop is strong and it's personalized and it's, you know, conversational. So let me ask you two questions. Um, number one, what if you have not worked with anybody yet? Because maybe you had, maybe you literally just started a company. So like, mm -hmm. what if you haven't worked with anybody yet? Next one is, should you say what you do? I mean, you know, because yes. some, some, some uh, occupations, you see a person, you see what the fuck a person does, and it just automatically just makes you not even want to like, you know what I'm saying? Like for yeah, example, yeah. if I see a person say MLM. I'm automatically if I see Forex, I'm auto, <laughs> I'm automatically just not even like thinking. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you on that, hundred percent. Like, so those are the two questions. What if? Yeah, you haven't worked with anyone. This is like a new business, and what if you just have one of them annoying like titles that people just don't even want to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you 100%. Like, uh, I get a lot of cold emails from like business development, business development reps. They're trying to sell me something, right? So avoid those titles if you have those like titles that are, you know, typically looked and frowned down upon, right? Uh, and maybe you don't even need to include your title in the signature. Maybe you just kind of lead with the company name. Um, so, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways to go about it. And then all comes down to split testing, right? 
Um, and so if you don't have any previous work, what I typically like to say is just to lead with the offer, right? So instead of saying, I've worked with companies similar to yours, you could just say, hey, I can help you do X, Y, and Z. Would you be interested, right? So whatever you're selling, whatever the service is or whatever your product does, just let them know exactly what it does uh, and, and what, what results that they can expect from it and lead with that. It's either that or you can kind of go with a bait and switch, right? And so what a bait and switch is, is you ask them a question uh, and the question is basically opening it up to where you can pitch your services. So for example, right? Let's say you do email marketing as a service, right? Like the Clavio stuff, like, you know, the main tools they use is Clavio, ActiveCampaign and uh, MailChimp, right? Uh, so you could literally email people saying, hey, first name, personalized line. Are you using Clavio for your email marketing at company name, right? And so you email the right person. They're going to say yes or they're going to say no, right? Because, you know, you're just asking a question. And if they say yes or if they say no, you can come in and switch it on them, right? Because now you can say, oh, sweet. Would you be interested in me doing a free email audit so I can show you how I helped company name increase their revenue by 30% or Hey, would you be interested in a free email audit? I can help you grow your account by 30%, right? So now I baited them in, they responded, and now I'm flipping it on them. I'm telling them what I can help them do. If they're interested, they're gonna respond. Even if they're not interested, I know that they responded, they seen my email. So now I can hit them on LinkedIn. Maybe, you know, I think the stat is like 70% of the time uh, in the signature of people's emails, they usually have a phone number. I just pop in and give them a phone call. Like there's so many different things you can kind of do when you go that route. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's game. That's definitely game. Okay. So boom, we got the subject line. Now this is honestly, y'all, if you're listening to this, this is some shit that a person will sell to you in a course right yeah. here. Like, honestly, yeah, this video is like a, this is at least like a $50 course right here. Hey, you, maybe you gotta, you gotta go just sell this right here. Right. Right. So, okay. <laughs> boom, look, so okay, we got the subject line. We got the we got what should be included in there. Now, us salespeople, we know it's very unlikely for a person to buy the first time that they see something. Right? Yeah. Then comes your follow-up game, right? And everybody knows we always talk about on social media. I'm the follow-up king. I depending on what you do and how deep the sale is, I will follow up with you to the day that you die. Like, depending on what it is. Some things, yeah, some things, no. But if it calls for it, I will follow up with you to the day that you die. So That's like, how you got me on here. I forgot to book it and then you hit me up like a couple weeks literally, later. Literally. Exactly. So, like, so when it comes to the when it comes to the cold email, you send the first one. Number one, how many times should you follow up after that typically? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great question. Um, it, it really ranges, right? So let's say if let's say if you're doing like some kind of like account-based marketing outbound sales approach, you know, you have a list of you know 30 emails that you really want to nurture. Yeah, you probably could send you know two to three emails and not have to worry about your emails getting like burned or anything. Um, but let's say you have like a list of like 200 contacts and you put like you know three to four emails, like you have you're risking your account to getting flagged a lot quicker because some of these people are probably going to get annoyed and they're probably going to mark your emails as spam. And the more complaints that you have, the higher chance you have of your email getting landed up in spam. And so what I like to do instead is I typically like to just send one follow-up email 
uh, or two at the most. And then I'll retarget them on LinkedIn with a connection request, right? So now they're getting that initial email. They'll probably get one more follow-up email and then they'll probably get a LinkedIn connection request. And I'll try to initiate a conversation there. And then if that doesn't work, then I usually have an outbound caller that will call them uh, and try to get them on the phone uh, to book an appointment. So that's typically how I like to do it. I like to rotate the channels. It just gives me uh, more of a chance of you know really booking them. I like that. I like that. And that's something that that's something that I do as well. And it's just good just pinging them every fucking word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. More top of mind, more memorable, honestly, too. So, okay. So, typically follow up. This is just one strategy that we're talking about right now. It's just, it's called like I'm being omni-channel or something, you know, mm-hmm. some shit like that. So, uh, yeah. So, then your initial email, send them maybe about one or two more follow-ups and then pretty much ping them on other channels that they may be on and even use other s- softwares like Swordfish or whatever to get a person uh, on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. So what should what are some things that those emails should say? So like, for example, me, if I send like a, if I send a, a follow-up email, it's just some shit, typically some shit that everybody fucking says. Like, you know, I know you're busy. I hope this doesn't get buried or whatever. Some shit. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I told you, I'm not a fucking copywriter. I just do the shit that I hear works. So like, yeah, you know, that's, that's it. So like for people that may be watching this, you got one for me. Now, as far as you, what are some follow-up things that you do? Yeah. First and that's so, second? Yeah. So on that, that first follow-up, I typically, I mean, it depends, right? If the client or, if, you know, if we're doing us, for example, because we do this as a service as well, but it, you know, I used, I like to leverage some of our case studies. Uh, and so I'll name drop some of our notable companies that we've worked with and the results we've got of them. And then kind of just say, are you interested? Um, but let's say if you don't have any case studies, you don't have any like kind of previous results. I like to just hit them with the, just bumping this up. Right. It's just jump. It's just simple. It's easy. And then when you're going on like LinkedIn, so a lot of people mess this up, but on LinkedIn, the power move is to always say, hey, first name, I sent over an email a couple of days ago and would love to connect. You want to always carry the messages over. And by doing that, because like if you get a connection request and you, someone says something about an email, you're probably like, oh, like, did I forget to respond to someone? Like, am I in trouble? Like, you know, things like that. And the same thing with the outbound call, like our dialers, they're always like, hey, you know, Nick sent over an email and he connected you on LinkedIn. Did you get a chance to see that? Because now you're not coming in with a cold call. You're kind of coming in warm, right? Because you're previously stating, hey, I sent you an email, I sent you a LinkedIn connection request, things of that nature. And so uh, that's kind of how we look at it when we go omni-channel. Mm-hmm. And just to backtrack, break it down again, he said you should go in cold and not go in warm. For people who are literally, maybe you fucking rely on referrals or some shit like that. And you just don't do any type of marketing, advertising, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the fuck cold and warm is. Cold, you don't know the person. They've never heard of you, blah, blah, blah. Warm is they've heard you in some manner or talked to you in some manner. So coming in warm is you've seen me, you've talked to me, blah, blah, blah. Cold, I don't know who the fuck you are. Bam. All right. Boom. So second, the first follow-up, something like me, I just say, I know you're busy. Hope it doesn't get buried. He gave you one, you know, just bumping this up. Something super simple, a little ping, just to, you know, get the person there. And then also a case study. So, uh, Boom. That's a that's another follow-up. That's another follow-up there. Um, as far as you sending a follow-up, go on LinkedIn or some other channel, even if it's fucking Instagram, depending on who the fuck the client is, 
maybe they're an influencer or whatever, and they don't really use LinkedIn. You can send a person a D a DM a a, D, a DM uh request or whatever on on Instagram. It works. I've closed deals just from doing because some people, like I said, they may be a fucking influencer or whatever. They don't use LinkedIn. You can ping them on there. You can ping them on Twitter. It's just all about reaching them and giving yourself another chance on a different platform. So you know, boom. Okay, so we got that there. Now, all in all, that there. That will make you all thousands of fucking dollars just with what we just talked about uh, right there. This whole strategy will make you thousands of dollars. Not And you know, people always say this shit like, this will make you a thousand dollars. This will make you a thousand dollars. Me, y'all know I don't bullshit or whatever. I'm not an internet marketer or no shit like that. Like this will literally like it make you thousands of dollars all seeing me like literally no car nothing like living in the fucking basement a basement apartment coming from cleveland moving to new york living in a fucking basement apartment with nothing to me building what i've built right now still living in a fucking basement apartment but i'm 300 times bigger than what i was doing before and working with huge ass people now and like this thing right here is one of the things that has helped me get to that next fucking level. And even when I talk about my fucking debt, this shit right here helped me pay off my fucking debt. And I'm, by the end of the year, y'all, I'm gonna be out of this fucking investor situation. I know y'all seen that crazy bitch on my, on my damn uh, Twitter going crazy. That is, that is one of the people right there that I fucking owe. So at the end of this year, all of that shit is going to be over with. And it's because of stuff like this that I'm bringing to the table for y'all right now that's literally going to up y'all game. Like, I'm, I'm fucking telling you. Like, mm -hmm. like, I told you, this shit right here could be a fucking course. Like, literally. So, mm -hmm. boom. This right here, ton of game. Now, another thing that I want to ask you, this is more so outside of, uh, outside of uh, co email. LinkedIn. What do you think about this 100 request limit, man? And what you doing with it right now? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's fine. Um, especially if you're using it. I mean, even for us, we're using it for, like, our first form of contact. Like, you have to understand, like, you know, if you have, like, a, a really good offer and you know exactly who you're targeting, it's still not going to affect you that much because you still get 100 shots per week, which is more than enough to kind of get it going, right? And so you got to get the most use of it. And so that, that, and what I've noticed is like, you know, the key is if you, know, if you wanted to get it accepted, you want to make sure they don't think it's automation. And so you need a personalized line in there. And so that's why you want to use tools like quick lines, right? Uh, and, and basically just get a, a, a AI generated first line that you can plug into that and then have that used to, you know, send out these connection requests. Cause think about it, right? If I send a, a, an email or not an email, a LinkedIn connection request saying, Hey, Nathaniel, personalized line would love to connect you're probably going to connect because you 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 think hey this guy actually took the time out to write this this little sentence about me right or look into my profile even though i didn't technically do it uh and it's not hurting me anymore so i don't think it's wrong uh it, it's still good and that, that's what you got to do so you got to get the most use of it and then really just have your offer and target down um and just know know exactly what to do so like for example like i, I have this client they do sales consulting right 
Um, they basically have commission-based sales reps. And so literally did no type of, uh, of uh, personalization. We literally just dialed in on who they're targeting. And so they're targeting marketing agencies and me owning a marketing agency at one point, I know what it's like. And so I knew how to get into the pain points. And so, you know, typically marketing agencies that have one to 10 employees, uh, they usually don't have any sales reps and that's huge burden on them because now the CEO is also closing the deal, doing the fulfillment and doing a whole bunch of other things. And so I changed the targeting. I literally sent messages saying, hey, first name, is your company name looking for commission-based sales reps? Question mark. Acceptance rate was like 45%, something like that. Because you know, we people, gotta, people, was getting, people was getting mad when I said that I kind of liked the fact that LinkedIn added this limit. Because mm-hmm. it, it just, it cuts out the spam. It cuts out the spam number one. And then it also just makes you a lot more intentional with who you're actually targeting and who you're exactly. So I feel like it's like tough love to a lot of business owners because it's like really up in your game. Like you have yep. to think about who who you're trying to get in touch with, why you want to get in touch with them. And, you know, are they, you really have to do, it, it adds more attention to the research standpoint of what, of what you're trying to do. And you're not just casting a wide net and just like, you know what I'm saying? So exactly. like me, I, I, I fuck with it. So, you know, and it's it's helped me out. It's helped me out tremendously with what I'm doing in staffing because I'm getting super, even way more laser focused on the type of candidates that I'm finding for these companies and places. So like, uh, yeah. Now, I I know you got this thing called Quick Lines, right? Now that that, mm-hmm. that hasn't released yet. You say you're still in the no. test phase or whatever. So what can people do before that even releases, or do they literally have to keep writing those super personalized? Yeah. So you can hop. Yeah. Yeah, so you can hire copywriters out of the Philippines um, and other kind of countries uh, and, you know, pay them the, the wage that you pay in their countries um, and have them do the research individually. It is a little, I mean, you're going to get, you're honestly going to get better results that way, um, but it's too time consuming, right? So if you look at like kind of like the math, it makes more sense to kind of just use AI generated first lines. Uh, there's a couple other competitors out there, uh, but honestly, they're, it really lacks in being kind of normal right because you know ai is still very new gtp3 is very new um so you can't get lines to be very human uh and something like something i would say to you in person it kind of sounds a little funky but it still looks good enough to get you know acceptance a good acceptance rate mm-hmm. and so uh yeah you, you can kind of do either way mm-hmm. that's game that's definitely a game definitely a game so listen y'all this right here was it was another episode that I feel like will be extremely beneficial to beneficial to you all. And this is all about cold email, outbound, etc. Take your notes and literally try this as soon as you get done listening to this fucking podcast or watching this on YouTube or whatever, wherever that I may place this thing. So that is that is re- that is really it. So you guys, this is another episode of the photo win the photo winners podcast. Got your boy Nick here. Drop your socials real quick before we hop off so they know where to find you, know where to follow you. If you got anything, anything to sell, go ahead and plug it, bro. This this show time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I drop a lot of uh, quick little information threads about outbound sales. It's at Nick Abraham 12. Um, and then the two companies I'm working on right now, or really three, 
Um, if you're just looking for way more information uh, about outbound sales and just kind of like um, all the stuff about automation systems, processes, and just growth, you can go to growfaster.co. If you're looking for an actual managed service for someone to actually do and build out your outbound sales team and do all the like the lead generation for you, um, you can go to leadbird.io and speak to one of our reps. And then, you know, I think the beginning of Q3, I were aiming for, you know, July 1st or that first week, we will have our AI generated lines, quicklines.ai. It's going to write all the personalization for you, get your response rates up and help a lot. So those are the three places that you can find me and, uh, you know, use these assets for your business. Bet, bet, bet. So that's the episode. Once again, Nick, thank you for coming on, brother. I really appreciate you. And that is it, y'all. Peace. Go to win.